Accidental Hope listeners, wanted to let you know that we have launched a Patreon. If you're interested in giving from a joyful heart, please follow Patreon forward slash Accidental Hope, and I would love your support. If this blesses you today, would you mind liking, sharing, following, subscribing, tell a friend, or even leaving a review? Thanks so much. You are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Welcome to Accidental Hope Podcast, a community that seeks hope and healing from a faith perspective. My name is Jennifer. And I'm not an expert, but I do share life experiences because I believe it will help someone else. So get ready to open your heart, laugh, cry, and receive. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on Accidental Hope today. I am so, so very excited to introduce you to one of my dear friends. I think we've known each other almost 10 years, which is crazy, but you're going to love her. Her name is Heidi Easley, and she is founder and owner of Texas Art and Soul and Paint Party Headquarters. And I can't wait for you to hear her incredible story of healing and creativity and just, oh my gosh, her voice just shines. So welcome, Heidi. I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. I want to talk about, it's not just about money, like it isn't, it's about doing something you love, but one of her bigger philosophies is using art to heal. So tell us about a time, I mean, tell us when, when God really used art to heal for you besides the bankruptcy personally. Oh my gosh. And all the time, right? (laughs) So, so I, so back in 2016 and my okay so we almost lost my dad my dad had a heart transplant and so my dad was going through like he had a bad if y'all know anything about that but he was super sick we waited 22 months for him to get a heart and he got his heart march of 2017 and we're so so grateful to the family to the the young man who put that like we are we are big believers and donors and and putting all that stuff on your driver's license and making sure just my little PSA announcement and um and so during like right before that time I had gone you know back and forth driving to Austin to see you know be with my mom to see my dad all of that stuff as you know we thought he was about to go like you know he didn't have a heart yet and we just thought we were about to lose him well, at that time, I'd been invited to go help with this really cool 3D chalk team in North Carolina at Outer Banks. It's a dream come true. Tracy Lee Stum, I, I've been, you know, stalking her for years and following her and seeing her stuff in person. And, um, and she, I had interviewed her and she said, I said, hey, if you ever have a project, I would love to come. Well, I was having like sinus issues and all of this kind of crazy stuff. And I was like, I don't care. This is my opportunity. I'm going to be there. So I'm like leaving the hospital. I come home. I pack for that. I head to Outer Banks to do this awesome Wright Brothers and 3D chalk thing that was beautiful. Had a great time. Headed back. Flew in that Sunday night. All of a sudden, I'm like, I go to check my phone or I go to the kitchen. All of a sudden, I lose my vision. And I was like, what has happened? You know, I can't see him. What do you do when you something happens to your body? You go to your phone and you Google it. So I go to my phone and I can't even see my phone. Hmm. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I freak out and I throw my phone down and Bobby's in the kitchen. It's like Sunday night at like eight 30. 
And I'm like, Bobby, I can't see something's wrong. And then about that time, my head just started like squeezing in on itself. And I was like, just crying. And my daughter just grabs me. So Bobby, you know, didn't have any clothes on. He's like, got his, you know, boxers on or whatever, you know, his little shorts on. He's like going to change so we can go to the emergency room right away. And so I'm sitting on the couch and just crying, overwhelming. I don't even know what to do. And my daughter grabs me and she just starts praying. And I remember, <laughs> I remember just being like, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. I just thought I was about to die. And she just starts, she just grabs me and starts praying while my husband's getting dressed. And then he rushes me to the emergency room and they thought, you know, I had a stroke and all of these things, you know. So after months of testing and just, you know, all of this crazy stuff, we, um, they end up finding a hole in my heart. And it was so crazy because my dad was having these heart issues and here I am having to get a heart surgery. And, and, you know, I'm now that I'm pat now that, you know, we got it fixed and everything was good. And I was, I was, you know, painting a lot during that time. And I created a really cool special piece during that time um, that, you know, kind of represented it because, you know, I, I did kind of like a, um, it was inspired by Tam Laporte. She's another artist. And I did a picture where it had, um, it had like a bird holding a, a piece of a heart and it had, um, you know, representing Pixie because she was, it, you know, actually it's holding a cross because it was representing her praying for me when it was happening. Mm. And then it, another bird representing Bobby that, you know, just was by my side the whole time, like trying to, to help me, you know, figure this out and trying to make me laugh during all of this. And because um, humor is where we go when we have tragedy in my family, <laughs> sometimes not appropriate, but we, we laugh. And so um, there were all these things that happened. And then, and then March, 2017, my, we get the call while I'm at a paint party teaching these kids. I get a call, I send a voicemail. I get another call, I send a voicemail. The third call, my hands start shaking and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I stop the paint party. I go out in the hall and I'm just crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's here. It's here. The heart's here. And um, so we, we finished that paint party up and, you know, cause I commit, <laughs> you, know? Right. you know, and I tell that there was a bunch of grandparents there and I told them, I was like, I just want y'all to know, like, I am so happy right now. My dad has been on the wait list for a heart transplant for 22 months and we are getting this heart. And so we're going to paint and we're going to have a blast. And as soon as it's over, I'm, I'm heading to Austin to, to send my dad off into surgery. So it was almost like out of a movie, Jennifer, because we, we went, you know, we rushed. It's a three and a half hour drive to Austin. My husband had everything ready, had money ready, had our bags packed. You know, as soon as it was over, we get in the car and then we show up. And, um, and my dad was sitting there and my brother, one of my brothers was there. And he was literally like within five minutes going into this all night surgery. Wow. So we're standing there and the nurse says, um, do you want me to take a picture? And we were all kind of like, that's not appropriate. <laughs> Why would we take a picture? <laughs> like, yeah. this is like, And so we said, yes. And we have this picture of us all around him. And my dad was like glowing. Like mm. he was like, he was so happy. Like he knew he was going to have a second chance, you know, and he's still alive today. He, I actually have just purchased him a wood shop and a bunch of wood tools because he loves woodworking. And so I love it. He's going to be doing like a bunch of my cutouts for fun stuff. And I just got a picture of him, you know, standing in his wood shop and, and, you know, he's still healing, but it's like, there's, there's so many things like that, that, you know, that could have like 
took me back to, to drinking or doing something, you know, that wasn't good for my family or my body. You know, I feel like, you know, we don't break up families in a day. Like, you know, it takes a choice after a choice after a choice. And my, my choice, because I know the enemy wants more than anything to see me, Bobby and Pixie who love each other so much, wants to see us destroyed, wants to destroy a family, wants to creep in and make those things happen. And so I just, I'm so thankful because I know I can go to art to heal. I know I can paint. I know I can do these things. And I know every day I can make another step or another choice that's going to bring our family closer instead mm -hmm. of apart. And then I think one, one last thing, and I, I'll be quiet, but I feel like too, that there's so many, that, you know, just as much as we're scared to fail, we're scared to succeed. So, true. so my whole life has been, you know, a failure after failure after failure, you know, to get to where I'm at now. Like I've had to fail like a zillion times to finally get to the part where I have success. And I was telling Jennifer before we got on here, I, I was having, you know, God has thankfully, like after all these years has like over blessed me. And I just feel like I was holding so much anxiety about, oh my gosh, am I going to lose all this? What am I going to do? Blah, blah. You know, like all of these stories I was telling myself, because I was so used to not being able to pay the grocery bill, you know, not yeah. losing the house. How am I worthy of doing this when I was bad with money before? How can I be entrusted? You know, right. and I went to therapy because, you know, I needed help. And my therapist said something that will stick with me for the rest of my life. She said, Heidi, she's like, you need to, you need to ask God for forgiveness for all the anxiety. He's trying to give you these gifts and you're, holding your hands together saying you can't handle it and you're being anxious about it like you know and I think about like if Jennifer if you were to give me a gift I wouldn't be like don't give me that gift oh how <laughs> no I would be like thank you Jennifer I appreciate yeah. this. this is awesome and instead that's how I was being to God here's God showering me with everything I've been praying for and all the things I've been working towards and then all of a sudden I'm like still oh afraid yeah. So great. And so once I let that go and I'm like, no, I, I am worthy of gifts. I am worthy of God's blessings. We have been working hard for all of these blessings. I have to be open to taking them and forgive myself for being bad with money, forgive myself for having to file bankruptcy, but also honoring the fact that I would not be where I am now if I hadn't have done that. So I in that sense, I don't regret it. It taught us the most life lessons I probably would ever learn. So, mm, and to be grateful, like I know you always. Another big thing is just the gratitude. Yes. Being grateful, whether in little or a lot, be grateful. And and I love learning that from you. You live that out for sure. I I remember coming to you. I don't know when when I did this a year or two ago when I was first trying to write my story out and I was like, well, maybe I'll sell it for like 99 cents so that people don't, you know, try to be mean to me that I'm trying to, you know, um, make this, you know, income based on something so terrible and tragic. And you were like, Jennifer Dawn, I will <laughs> not let you sell it for 99 cents. And giving me because it's scary to succeed too it, it really is and and you know our saying it's okay to be better it's okay to be better it's okay to be growing yes. and uh we have to we have to be mindful because that is not the voice of god 
who does that. It, do, it contradicts everything that he is. So you have to know that if you're, if you're succeeding and then you're still afraid, God is not give you a spirit of fear. That did not come from the enemy. God want, I mean, that came from the enemy. God wants you to not have that spirit of fear. He wants you to have every good gift comes from him. And, and we have to remember that. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I have written on my wall right here, and I'll read it if you want. It's um, So I painted my entire wall this quote because it means so much to me. I wish I would have read it a little bit more <laughs> whenever I was going through those times. But it's um, by Marianne Williamson. It says, we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us, all of us. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people the permission to do the same. And then the rest says, as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And oh, so that's I good. I love that because it's so true. Like whenever, you know, I'm having a bad time, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm a child of God. He wants good for me. You yes, know, he, he does. Doesn't, he doesn't want us to live. And, you know, and Tony Robbins, who I love, he said, um, pain is always going to happen. We're always going to have pain, but suffering is a choice. Mm. And so I look at, you know, you can totally see somebody who's just, yes, they've been through pain, but they've chosen to not suffer. And then you can see people who, that yes, they've been through pain and now they've like sentenced themselves to a life of suffering because of that. And I think it's so important to forgive ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Because then there's two tragedies. It just perpetuates that. That's good stuff. Okay. Um, I know, um, do you have something that you, other than art, is there anything that you love that helps you manage stress? You said laughter earlier, but I mean... Yeah, I know it's it's really silly, but um, because I'm a creative person and because I don't drink anymore, uh, <laughs> I um, I really like usually my go to is laying out in the sun reading an Us Weekly magazine so I can keep track of Brad Pitt because somebody <laughs> has to do that and I I take it on as is a part. He's still on the cover, like man, he's he's still he on just, there. He huh? just, getting better with age so uh, so my husband knows if I'm having a stressful day I'm usually they're sitting on our porch swing reading us weekly I know it's a trash mag and I know not to believe all of it no. so. <laughs> but, so you gotta do what you gotta do so you that's, gotta kind do. Of my, that's kind of my go-to or taking a bath and walk one thing that's been really good for me is if I go pick up a coffee especially I mean I only have one kid but sometimes I think as a creative person, if you know, as a creative, you understand this, there's lots of voices in our head, whether it's our kids, whether it's our spouses, or whether it's just us. And all of our ideas. Yeah. yeah. So one of my favorite things to do is just grab a coffee, even if it's Kroger or HEB, like the grocery store, and just literally like walking around mindlessly looking at stuff while I drink my coffee is one of my favorite therapies. Oh, I could see that. I could totally see you browsing like Michael's or Hobby Lobby, just oh, zoning anything. out. Yeah. Anything. Love it. Okay. Do you have a favorite book that was like a go-to, if you could recommend one book that supports, you know, who you are and what would you recommend to anybody? 
Okay, so this book, it does have some cussing, so just try to read past that if you're a person who doesn't like to see cuss words, um, but it's called Big Magic, and it was, it was re um, recommended to me several years ago, um, uh, it's actually by Elizabeth Gilbert, and the reason I love it so much is there's several things in it, and some of the quotes I have cut out and printed out, but it talks so much about getting over your fear. And also the thing that I, I love the most, it, there's this one part in the book that talks about when you're in your 20s, you know, this is kind of how most people are. When you're in your 30s, this is how most people are. You know, you're figuring it out, starting to get better. When you're in your 40s, you know, um, things are happening. And then it goes on and on. And then she's like, but when you're in your 60s, it's like you finally, you don't even care what people think. It's like you're at that point in your life where you, you realize. And so her whole point was, you know, why wait till your 60s to start doing things and failing? You know, mm -hmm. they said people might notice for a second. If you fail miserably, they might notice for half a second, but they're going to be back into their situation, their life, their busy time. So it gives us this freedom of realizing not everybody's staring at you. And right. um, I went through many times in my life where even going to the grocery store before I had anything online, you know, nobody would know me. You know, I was just, a, I was a teacher that, you know, so, so a few kids would know me, but I had so much anxiety about just going to the grocery store and are people going to see what I'm wearing? Is my hair going to be like just weird mm. stuff that, that I know sounds so trivial. And, um, but I think a lot of people have that. Oh, and yeah. That book kind of like said, like, who are you? Like, who are you? Who do you think you are that your life revolves around everybody else? They don't. So why, why worry? Like, mm. why worry about that? Just fail, fail again and keep trying. And so I'm glad I read that in my, I think I read it in my late thirties because I feel like now my whole world has opened up. Like I'm like, fail fast, fail fast, get back up, fail fast. Like I, I don't care if somebody's going to um, you know, of course it stings a little if somebody's blatantly mean to me online or in person, mostly online, but I know my bigger mission in this world. And so I'm very crystal clear on what I know God wants me to do now. I mean, it took a long time to get there, but now that I know it, I am so unapologetic about it. And so when I do have people that come to attack me or tear me down, I, I think back to that book and I'm like, they're going to be mean for a minute, but I'm not going to entertain it. And I'm right. going to go on because there's a bigger purpose. So if, if any of y'all are dealing with fear, please read Big Magic. You can okay. listen to the pod, the audio version. And, but it will, it will just kind of like set you free on the fact that you don't have to be scared to fail because failure is a part of success. And it talks a lot about that. Oh, that's good. That's good. Do you have a life verse that you love or a worship song that's kind of for those hard days? Yeah, I have two. Well, I have both. I have a song and a verse. So James 117 has always been one of my favorites. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of heavenly lights. Like I, I love that. I don't know as an artist, just thinking of the sky and all of that just makes me so happy. And then one of my favorite songs, I sing in the shower a lot. And I sing this if I feel like I might be getting sick or I feel like something might, um, you know, sometimes you just have those weird feelings and you're like, nope, not going to, not yeah. going to go there. Not so today, I, Satan. Not today. So <laughs> I just start, bla and I'm not a singer, so it's not good for my family. But I just start blasting out that song, God, You're So Good. And in that, the lyrics, um, and, and these are the ones I I kind of yell out and it's like 
Um, I am blessed. I am called. I am healed. I am whole. I am saved in Jesus' name. And um, highly favored, anointed, filled with your power for the glory of Jesus' name. And so I will like just seeing that over. Declare it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I truly believe like God can heal. And, and when I saw the miracle of my dad getting his heart transplant and seeing that we can go from my dad, who was like such a strong man to almost dying to literally somebody being able to give their heart to my dad. I mean, that's a freaking miracle. And then somebody like putting that in, I mean, all of those steps is a miracle. And so when I think of that, I'm like, God is the ultimate healer. Like he mm-hmm. can do anything. And so even when I like think about the metal parachute device in my heart, I start thinking, what if it gets recalled? I'm like, I am healed. I'm whole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Cause why does he do that? Like we have to stay guarded because every time we have these new blessings, our little, that little voice tries, we have to declare that it'll try to like seep in. Don't give it even an inch. Don't give it an inch. I love that. Declarations are just good altogether. One of the favorite things I remember you doing, um, you introduced me to was that prayer. And it was like, you know, where would you have me go? Oh, your painted prayers. Okay. We, we didn't talk about this, but Heidi has, painted prayers so you can find you can find some of her workshops and stuff but I remember that was just unreal but you had a painted prayer that you found and I loved it too it was uh where would you have me go what would you have me do I don't remember it exactly but I remember just being like oh I love this it was so good it was actually a quote from Gabby Bernstein Mm. and it was and where would you have me go what would you have me do what would you have me say and to whom Mm. And I painted it as a painted prayer because I loved it so much. I was like, I've got to remember that. And that was one thing she said every morning she would wake up. And I think it might've been from A Course in Miracles from Marianne Williamson. But um, I thought that was so good because so many times we wake up and we immediately go to our phone and now we're either sucked into a social media web or the news. And I think it's so important to, you know, start your day with, you know, I do a kid's Jesus calling or you know, writing letters to God, which are very specific goals. I'm very big on like asking, you know, it says in the Bible, ask for what you want, you know, seek and you will find. And so I'm very, very, like when I write my letters to God, like, yes, gratitude, yes, thankful, but then asking for like specific things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we, um, we remember that, you know, it's kind of like our kids asking us for Christmas, right? We don't go, you want a skateboard? Heck no, you ain't getting a stupid skateboard. You know, like, yeah. you know, God wants to, to, you know, do things for us too. And so I, I think of that in a way, like, you know, again, we are worthy. We're children of God. He wants good for us. He doesn't want us to live in suffering. That's true. So good. Okay. Tell everybody, you know, what's coming up next for Paint Party Headquarters? What, how can they find you? Um, tell us all the things. Okay, so um, I'm on Texas Art and Soul. That's my website, Texas Art, and then spelled out A-N-D, Soul. And so we have, uh, a couple times a year, we open the doors to Paint Party Headquarters, and we um, basically teach you how to make money teaching all, you know, creative parties, paint parties, um, all things like that. So we have people that are just starting out, people that are just learning to paint, and um, people that just stay in because we do prayer and gratitude meetings every month and I have tutorials in there. 
And then we have people that are, um, you know, doing virtual paint parties, doing in-person paint parties, all, you know, all of the above. So we have so much fun stuff. And, and again, my whole goal is to help people make money through their creative stuff, because I know that changed my family. Like, mm-hmm. you know, by using the gifts God gave me, I was able to literally like change my family's future, making money, selling those surfboards and then on to paint parties. So if you want to find out more, you can find me on Instagram at Texas Art and Soul underscore. And then um, on Facebook, Texas Art and Soul, my website, Texas Art and Soul. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not just painting. Like you've really developed into almost life coaching. You take it very seriously pouring into these women. It's not just guys, it's about the paint, but it's not about the paint. It isn't. I mean, it's become more. It's like your baby and you care about everybody. So I do. I, I take it very seriously because, um, I, I just know how creatives are because I am that person. I know that, you know, we, we hold like, you know, we feel, you know, I know everybody, you know, I think as a creative, sometimes we feel more than other people because that's how, rewired, you know, Mm -hmm. like when sensitive, Mm -hmm. yeah, very sensitive, very creative. But what happens with the creative people is they don't understand marketing and business. So they're really excited about creating and they can make these beautiful things. But my, you know, I have a marketing degree. I don't have an art degree and I love like the business side of marketing as much as I love the painting side. Like it's like this perfect mix. And so I get really, really excited of like, yeah, that's wonderful. You have the best sunflower in the world, but if you don't know how to show or tell anybody about it, you can't provide money for your family. Yeah, yeah. it's great and good that you gave all this stuff away for free, but is your electric bill paid? You know, right? Because, and I can say that because I have been there on the phone. Hey, can you pay half my electric bill? Because I've done that. Yeah. And so, so I honestly can say, like, from being totally broke to having to restart again, I have a passion for these women to help them know that, hey, you can do these steps and you can bring in all this money. And the coolest part, Jennifer, is like when I get messages, like I paid for all my family's Christmas. This is the first time ever, you know, I paid for seven grandkids Christmas presents using what a tutorial I gave them or methods I gave them. And then um, what has been really cool too is, you know, a lot of times vacations are not always for everybody. Not everybody can afford a vacation. And we'll have people that say, I've been putting all my paint party money away. And now I was able to rent a beach house for my entire family for a week. And I'm like, that kind of stuff makes me so happy because that's what I want. I want people to live a great life, you know, and it, it, I really take it seriously. And I feel honored for the ones that trust me and I really want to make sure I do them right. So I wake up every day feeling like I'm going to work for them, you know? I love it. And you do, you really do. Heidi, it was so good to catch up with you. I wish that we didn't live two hours away. I'm so proud of you. And I mean, guys, go check her out. She shines. She's just fun to follow. And I mean, whether it's just looking at um, what she's creating and what she's doing, she really shares her life with everyone. It's great. It's good stuff. So it was so good to visit with you. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, you too. Thanks for having me. And I miss you. We'll I miss you. Or something. Meet halfway. I know. Chili's sometime. We, we, yes. That was our place. Yes. Chili's. <laughs> all our dreams. Mm-hmm. I love it. Tips and queso and a shared margarita. 
I'll have to skip the margarita yeah. until, I, until <laughs> I drink again. But right yeah. now I'm on a two-year hiatus of drinking. But yeah. if I choose to drink again, the margarita will be there. <laughs> good for you. Well, queso's good with me, girl. You know yeah. queso. <laughs> I love some cheese. <laughs> Thanks, Heidi. It was so good to see you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to Accidental Hope. Remember to seek hope and share it. Come back next week. Bye.